You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. y'all welcome back to a thursday episode of clapback culture i'm your girl jill jesse and i am so glad to be home back here in my yellow cozy chair um listen you guys it has been a little bit of time has passed since i got to come and join you live but listen i am here baby home pulled up um if you haven't already make sure you share the stream let somebody know that you're watching the show tonight because guess what i got a lot of hot topics i want to talk about Later on in the show, we're going to bring in Rado. He's going to come in and co-host and give some, you know, some warm opinions, uh, you know, unfiltered opinions as he always does. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Trey Holiday. I see you in the comment section, baby girl. Love you, sis. Glad you could pull up. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into it. Y'all, okay, I know you guys have heard about this, um, this one chip challenge where you eat this like really super spicy, um, it's almost like a Dorito, you eat like a really spicy like tortilla chip and it has like the most hottest peppers from around the world, um, like kind of like infused into this one chip. And so you're supposed to eat it. Um, Some people have done it, I've seen it on YouTube as a prank. Well, this one, this story rather is not so funny Um, A 14-year-old actually fell dead shortly after the One Chip Challenge. Let's take a look. New at 5, an East Coast family is mourning after the sudden death of a 14-year-old. Teen's family believes his death is tied to a social media trend called the One Chip Challenge. It involves eating a Pocky chip without uh, eating or drinking anything for relief. Massachusetts teen ate that spicy chip on Friday. Hours later, he was found passed out and rushed to the hospital where he later died. The exact cause of death has not yet been confirmed. Now, the chip maker's website says only adults should consume this chip and warns of adverse effects, which may include difficulty breathing. So this is a sad story, you guys. In another one of those situations where you just think about like, dang, viral challenge gone wrong again. However, I feel like there has to be some type of like underlying health condition that this guy experienced um, or this young teen rather um, before all of this happened. I mean, can you imagine like you're just, I mean, this seems so harmless and, you know, at its face that you're just thinking like you're just consuming something really hot, but, you know, be careful, you guys be vigilant. Um, Please don't pull pranks on anybody with this kind of mess, because honestly, this is just one of those situations where you just never know what could happen. And so this young man did lose his life shortly after Um, the autopsy report is still um, not in. And so they're trying to investigate what specifically happened. But it did happen um, just hours after he did this one chip challenge. So could have been something that maybe sparked something else. You never know. So this could be like a ricocheted effect. So again, stay vigilant, you guys. Listen, Enrique Terrio, the ex-leader of Proud Boys, was sentenced to, get this, you guys, 22 years in the January 6th sedition case. So as you guys may have heard, um, Enrique Terrio, he led the Proud Boys during that period of time when the far-left extremists moved from, um, you know, 
the fringes all the way into the center, kind of encompassing all of the national media and, and conservative politics. And so the Proud Boys were at the front of that. And in the, in the lead of that group was Enrique Terrio. Well, interesting enough about this case, you guys, is that Terrio wasn't even there on January 6th, so he wasn't physically involved in the insurrection. However, he um, he was the leader, and so they they added him at the top of this conspiracy. I see Rado has joined us. He knows a lot about conspiracy cases. Let's go ahead and add him on in so he can join this conversation. Clap down. <laughs> What's up, Rado? Glad to have you. I want to bring a little bit of my craziness. I've been missing clap back. How's everybody? I see everybody's tuned in. It is so good to see you, Jules. And Thank the whole clap you. back community. Thank you. <laughs> so listen. Enrique Terrio, ex-leader of the Proud Boys. I'm just talking about that attack on the Capitol, the insurrection. Um, you know, again, here I am in D.C. on January 6th when this happened. Enrique Terrio, he's at the top of this conspiracy case. You know a lot about conspiracies. Yeah. Um, he got 22 years in prisons for, for having that central role that he played in organizing this gang, if you will, of pro-Trump supporters to kind of attack the Capitol we do have a clip. So before I get your comments, let's play this clip that kind of explains everything and then we'll come back and I want to get your take. Okay. Proud boy Enrique Tario hit with 22 years in prison for leading the effort on that day. His was on January 6th. His was crazy. He wasn't in the cap on January 6th because he got arrested on January 4th when he led the effort to tear down that Black Lives Matter flag uh, at a uh, black church. Uh, and so they arrested him, sent him out of the city. He went to Baltimore, but he stayed in contact with folks that day. He got the longest sentence out of everybody associated that day. Uh, he uh, he effed around and found out, Joe. Uh, and here's what here's what the uh, federal judge said. Mr. Tario was the ultimate leader of the conspiracy. Mr. Tario was the ultimate leader, the ultimate person who organized, who was motivated by revolutionary zeal. This is U U.S. District Court Judge uh, Timothy Kelly. That conspiracy ended up with about 200 men amped up for battle encircling the Capitol. He had a long time, Joe, to think about that day. Yeah, so that's just, so can I start, can I get into this? Go ahead, get into it, get into it. So the word conspiracy means to conspire with two or more, right? Which is a crazy, crazy, because the um the whole conspiracy theory came, and this whole RICO thing came with them trying to indict mobsters. You know, back in the day, the mobsters were so slick, they couldn't get caught and all those things. So that's where this whole conspiracy comes in. Um, Does he deserve time? Yes. Does he deserve this kind of time? No. So one, it's a slap in the face as he's being charged and Trump is not. Obviously, they keep wanting to say he devised all these plans. This man, to me, seems like he devised a plan to come on the Capitol in March. But I don't see any evidence where they said he was going to come on the Capitol and kill, right? Mm -hmm. um, Trump basically sent his Proud Boys, like he always do, and started an insurrection on January the 6th. The right. whole world, the whole world knows it. He did it on national TV. It wasn't a secret. And the real leader in this conspiracy is Trump. It is just it's mind boggling to me how someone could be charged who wasn't even on the scene. So <laughs> so this guy got more time and wasn't even there. Amazing. Amazing. Well, 
Okay, so now I wanna, I wanna, I'm not saying this is right. When I, I so I, I, I'm in a, I'm in a conflict in this situation mm-hmm. because I want one justice to be served, but I also want justice to be equal and fair, right? And mm-hmm. we know that those two things typically do not go together. They don't go together. Yes. Uh, there, there's not a happy marriage between the two things, and so. I'll say this, Enrique Terrio effed around and found out because this is what happens when you go against your own people. See, you keep following all these white boys trying to do what they do. And for him to be the only person of color, he's also the person at the top of this case and he got burned. So his co-defendants, I think there was like five to seven other co-defendants. It it was still a stair step in terms of the amount that they got, but they put him at the top of the case. So some people got... 17 years, 15 years, 12 years, 10 years. The prosecution was asking for 33. So he got more, he got just, a. I mean, he got so much time. I mean, there's a, there's still a huge difference between 22 years, you guys, and 33 years. But I'm like, dang, this is a lot of time for physically not even being there. But again, federal courts do what, Rodney? They take over the mind. And so anybody who is the mastermind, someone who can creatively put together these kind of systems, they are the most powerful source. Um, And then everyone else almost seems like a runner, if you will. What's interesting also about this case is what Terrio decided to tell the judge. And what he tells the judge is that, you know, not only am I sorry, have mercy on me, but I'm not going to have anything to do with politics. I'm not going to have anything to do with organizing um, protests and, and, you know, things of that nature. And if I had the opportunity, not only would I, I would love to apologize in person uh, to the people that I hurt. And so I think it's funny that he's totally walking this back in addition to saying that he was totally brainwashed right now. Is that true or not true? I would argue that some of this is true because if you look at a lot of, Trump Republicans, they're totally different than your typical conservatives that we've had in the past. And so I think the the Republican Party is getting a a damaged name uh, because of these kind of proud boys and these Trump supporters, because to your 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 point that you had in the beginning is that Trump rallied these kind of they 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 rallied up this kind of they stirred the pot. He stirred Absolutely. the pot and got the and galvanized this kind of energy from people. Yep. So it's like, yeah, Terrio's taking the hit, but what about Trump who called him in? You see what I'm saying? He's he gonna skate right through. You know, Trump always skates through unscathed. Um, he'll be someone who makes all these excuses. I mean, Trump came into people don't understand this. Trump came into president presidency with open cases. The nerve yeah. came into president presidency with open cages he left with open cases and guess what he still got open cases (laughs) mugshot just dropped what last week a new mugshot out of the state of georgia and um what they say they say he made about six million dollars just off of the mugshot alone so i mean trump if you want to be ignorant we could say he's the greatest to do it right that's what a lot of people say ignorantly but needless to say trump was the leader Uh and taking the lives of those innocent officers and those other people who were trampled. We talk about the ones who lost their life. We don't talk about the ones who had broken bones because mm-hmm. there were a lot of people trampled. There was a lot of people beaten. It was just out of control. Trump yeah, continues yeah. to do this without remorse. He continues to does it 
most importantly, without consequence. Yeah. So now, and, and, and you have to excuse me, Jules, because you hate when I have this pro-Black approach, right? You hate <laughs> it on your show, right? But I have to be unapologetically Black because for these reasons, I feel obligated to stand up as a strong Black man because the rest of America won't. You guys really don't see the audacity of America doing this for the last thousand years, right? In which they hang us, black people, right? Mm -hmm. um, on a rope on a continuous basis. This guy got the most time. He got 20 years, right? right. He never sent a command to kill anybody. He wasn't even there. And got more time than the people who was actually there. Tell me, make it make sense. Make it make sense, Juice. Listen, and that's why, you know, the judge was explaining why he imposed this 22 year sentence. And he was saying that, you know, and I agree with this, this is extremely serious an offense. But he added that, um, and I quote, that Terrio ultimate was ultimately uh, the leader of that conspiracy and had been motivated by revolutionary zeal. And so, you know, when you... We can't dumb down January 6th because it's no longer January 6th. That, it was outrageous what happened, right? Like to be in the District of Columbia blocks away from the Capitol when that happened. Yeah. You know, you remember I was saying like, I'm going home early. Like I'm, I don't know what's going to happen next. And so you yeah, think you, about the yeah, level of trauma. Well, let, the, let the audience know because they really don't know that you work blocks away. Yeah, like for real, you guys, I was, I mean, if you guys remember, you know, over the last couple of years, I was working downtown. And so I was very close to the Capitol on the day of the insurrection. Um, in fact, I work on Pennsylvania Avenue. And so this mm -hmm. is one of those situations where it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, and because the District of Columbia doesn't have federal control, we don't get to just call in the National Guard. And so the Metropolitan Police Department were totally outnumbered. These guys had were were armed in military style gear um, with weapons and they came to wreak havoc. And so this isn't one of those situations where you just look at it and say, well, they threw papers around and no. broke windows and guess right. what? This was a total, it was, it was an attempt to overthrow the government um, and, you know, and to uh, really take a shot at democracy. So do I agree with the 22 sentence? Um, no, I don't, I, I think, don't. I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot for, I think it's a lot, but then I also think about a lot of people's lives were lost. Um, yeah. and so what is the value of a life? And so, well, but, but was it done on his command? Right. So I do understand that. Yes, they, that I, is, that it was that, done on his command. No, well, it's like this, uh, power is, power is spoken, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. spoken with the tongue, right? So I understand that there are casualties at times, but can we honestly say that he made the command to march on Capitol and kill someone? Not, no, no. So, so can so can we argue that this could be a case of manslaughter? Because when when we think about it, right, manslaughter is basically an accidental death, right? He said, "Let's march on." When people say, "Let's march," right, we march and we protest to to. To have our to have our point, right? To have our point amplified, right, in ways, right? And I think that's what he was going for. But I don't think that the prosecutor or anybody in this case can really show this black man saying, hey, go to the Capitol, be so aggressive that you storm it, that you break down that door, and that you kill someone. No, 
That didn't no, but be careful with the law here, because when you're in the commission of a crime and something else happens, if I go in, if I go in to rob you yeah. and you die as a result to me robbing you, yeah. it's not manslaughter. That's murder. Right. Yeah. So we got to think about the way in which like you didn't go in trying to have a conversation. You went in armed, loaded and ready but, to do some damage. Also, so I think the intention was uh -huh. already set. The intention was bad and it was already set to do harm. Did you think you, and, and then now here we are, the, you know, every, you know, the cards are all laid out on the table. Consequences are now being delved out. You know, at the end of the day, you made your message. what I'm saying. The law has already put levels and degrees in place for this, right? So we have murder, that's first degree, second degree, third degree murder. When we have robbery, that's first degree, second degree, because they're holding you accountable for your action, but they're also holding you accountable for the actions in which you meant, meant and didn't, right? And so, the actions of other people. Yeah, so I do believe that 22 years is out of control. How can you give this guy 22 years if he did not, for a fact, command anyone to kill anyone or hurt anyone? Well, How because they're used, they're, the word, it goes back to what you said before. Conspiracy is conspiracy is conspiracy is conspiracy. We're going to argue about this all day. Let's, let's go to the next one. <laughs> let's go to the next topic. All this right. We're worth talking about. Um, and again, we're going to, we'll keep up on the case with Donald Trump. Um, he is a due in court. He did try to get, um, He's in court for something different, not for the January 6th, but for, um, you know, causing a stir in the state of Georgia. I am sure that I'm sure that Trump will be in court a lot more times uh -huh. <laughs> in the future. We'll be talking about him for a long time. We'll see. All right, you guys. Um, something interesting. Uh, Carly Russell's ex-boyfriend finally decided to speak out um, a month after Carly Russell uh, decided to tell the truth that she mm. faked her own kidnapping. Mm. This was good. This was good, but I I wish that the boyfriend, his name is Tomar uh, Simmons, and he did a 25-minute interview on a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, it's really just like a video, a point-and-shoot video with like him and his homeboy, and they're sitting on this like dirty little couch and they got the music in the background and it's really hard to hear them. And anyway, the, it, it's not a very good conversation, but pulling from the conversation, he's straddling, he's starting the conversation being like, hey guys, like I've been totally traumatized by my ex-girlfriend, Carly Russell, who lied about the kidnapping, but I don't want any clout, but I want to promote everything else that I'm doing. Okay. Protect himself, though. He's protecting himself. He is protecting himself. I wanted to bring it to the conversation because I wanted to say, I told you so. And I want to say, I told you so because this girl, Carly Russell. Hold on, hold on. Let me give you your flowers because you did say you, you definitely. I said, I said the only reason a woman would go that far with a lie and that crazy is if she was trying to do something because something happened between her and her man. No Car Tomar said, listen, we got into an argument before she decided to say she was kidnapped, but he was like, it wasn't really even that big of an argument, so I don't know why she ended up going that far. So, You know what it is? He He's slanging that joint. He's, he's slanging it. He's slanging it to the point where he made it loose. Am I slanging it like that? 
Because I wouldn't know. Listen, our kids are watching right now. Are you about to fake a kidnapping? <laughs> listen, I've done, you know, admittedly, I have done a lot of crazy things to, to ensure my love for you. Oh, um, Some things I'm not so proud of. Uh, exactly. A lot of crazy moments, which is why I did know for a fact. Did you fake, did you kidnap one of the kids or? Was no, I didn't. Girl? But listen, when you're, Sometimes, listen, ladies, tap in. Tori, I see you're online. Listen, tap in, y'all. Have you ever done something crazy when it pertains to getting your man back? Like, sometimes when you go through a breakup or you're just going through something with your man, it's like you you just, that's why I bust your windows out your car. <laughs> listen, it, it's, it's why there's songs like that. It's, it's why you set it's people up. Listen, it's don't real. take a kidnapping like Carly Russell, but what I'm no. saying is, I knew it. I knew that girl was started tripping because yep. of this situation, because yep. of her man. Yep. So there's that. I mean, there's yeah, real, we can go ahead and put a bow on the topic because he he's kind of like the, the conversation was really corny in terms of like him just like I don't know. Like he yeah. your 15 minutes of fame is up, honey. We if he had a went on a different platform and had, you know, did this like really sad boy act, I think he would have got like, you know, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it, it really wasn't giving that. But we do appreciate you letting us know that th the argument is what kicked all this off. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is this, so I didn't get a chance to watch a full interview. You know, social media make us so lazy now. Yeah. Not to read because social media will deset right an entire conversation an entire interview and just give her to give us the juicy stuff so the part that i caught was when he was like man he was like the argument wasn't even that serious he was like <laughs> he was like for real we was beefing we was arguing but it wasn't even like it wasn't even that yeah feeling that so he he was kind of shocked by the extent of what she took but he was man he, he was on the ropes he was basically man hands up I don't have nothing to do with this. I don't have nothing to do with her. So obviously, um, so, you know, this kind of made him a celebrity, right? And and I'm saying that because we, um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the whole, um, what's your girl name? The actress and her boyfriend, Kiki Palmer. Mm -hmm. uh, we, were, we were trying to figure out why her and her, um, I don't hey, know, the X-Men, they was just at lunch having birthday dinner and stuff. So, but anyway, we were we were sitting, we were talking about how why is they going back and forth online, right? And we haven't experienced that kind of pressure because we're just normal people. But to get 15, 16,000 messages in your DMs, on your page, on in every corner asking you the same questions puts a lot of pressure on people. And that's what happened, not just with Carly, but also with the boyfriend. So while we think he was in the shadows, he wasn't. We weren't following him, but the the, the biggest, biggest, biggest trolls, and there's a lot of trolls in this world, got his name, his information, put it on their pages, and I'm sure he has been getting swarmed with just inappropriate craziness. So he yeah. Yeah, man, forget it. Let's clear the air, man. So I don't blame him. You know what I'm saying? But I think now he can kind of go away. Yeah. yeah. That time to <laughs> she down there. She about to get that time. Listen, I, the more the more the merrier. So this is somebody we want to see brought to justice because this was a lot. So yeah, it was. Um, 
But yeah, so again, told you so. Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Uh, this is a crazy story. Um, an 11 year old boy is going to stand trial as an adult. What? This is the case. Um, I brought this case to you guys. Um, I, I can't remember how long ago this was. I hope you got a clip for this. This is crazy. I don't have a clip, but I have an explanation of the story. So uh, uh, he was 10 years old at the time when he fatally shot his mother over um, that the virtual reality headset, that v the VR goggles. And so what happened was is oh, yeah. in the morning he had asked, you know, he had been asking his mom for the VR headset and she told him no. Yeah. And he shot her yeah. at a very close range. Yeah. Shot her in the head at close range, lied about it, said it was an accident. Mm -hmm. They confessed to a family member that he he confessed to a family member that he did in fact shoot his mother because and he confessed solely because oh, he wanted, well hold on he 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 confessed because he wanted the family member to provide him the tracking number to the VR headset that he purchased with his dead mother's credit card on his dead mother's Amazon account the same the, the day after he killed her Okay, so let's back up. I'll let you. I'll let you finish narrating this. I need to get this straight. So you're telling me that he killed this mom, and because she took the VR while she was dead, he used her credit card and ordered another one. No, he killed his mother because she wouldn't buy him the VR. He killed her, shot her in the head, and then the next day, used his got on his mom's Amazon account, ordered the the. VR headset. I wonder if I would kill he my to the family because they didn't take they didn't arrest him because you know they're still trying to they're still under investigation. So they released the child to a family member to his grandmother, and he admitted it to his aunt and said, Yes, I did kill my mom. Now can you hurry up and give me that tracking information on my VR? I wonder if I would kill my child. That's a real question. I'm trying to figure it. So I'm trying to put myself in this in this place, right? Whereas if, because I, you know, we have a 12-year-old. And I wonder if, if Rigo felt that way and came in and killed you or his mom. Because, first of all, he's going to, the, 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 the type of uh, butt whooping he's going to get is just out of control. I'm a big What kind of butt whooping could you give? Like, so first of all, is. It is it's, it's with it's done with weapons. <laughs> First of all, let's get that straight. It's being done with weapons. He's getting treated like I don't know. It's it's out of control. But I think, I think you're saying that. But I think the reality of a situation like this is that you're thinking about a kid who's normal. Now think about a kid who is not normal. I don't think this kid's not normal. I think the kid is very normal. Um, I think that moms give boys um, too much leeway. There is a clear cut difference between how moms and dads parent. And I think moms create kids this way. I don't, I blame the son. He should be charged as an adult. And I hate to say this, but in my head, even though that mom was strict at that time, there was, the ball was dropped somewhere in which that son feel obligated that he can get that off. Um, moms that put the fear, uh, fear of God in kids don't move like that. We know moms in the hood. Some of us had those moms. I had one of those moms 
that you wouldn't even, you didn't even cuss around, even play around, right? I had a grandma like that, right? And then you got some of these moms that enable these boys because that's their baby and that's 90% of moms. But he felt that he can get this off and feel no remorse as of now. And this was a totally loving mom that loved, I can, I know, I can feel it. I let, me, let me give you a little bit more context into the mental state of this child. So the siblings told police that their brother had um, been meeting with a therapist um, concerning this diagnosis. The mother was in fear of her child that she actually placed cameras inside their home. Six months before this, he filled a balloon with flammable liquid and set it on fire, which caused the sectional in the carpet in his home to catch on fire. Um, he was having violent acts to animals. Um, and, and when it first happened, the, the grandmother in this case was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to take him because I know he did this. Like this was one of those that they kind of felt that inclination. So they always knew that this child was kind of off. The grandmother says that he had told her, um, you know, that he had been hearing voices and things of that nature. Hmm. Again, I don't know how necessarily true that is. I think that children have access to um, videos and things to kind of say. But this is this is one of those cases where you you you, you can't relate to it, I think, unless you're in that situation. You can. You, you, you can. You can. So it goes back to it goes back to and, and I'm going to say this in this instance um, to all the fathers that's watching. We need you badly. Yeah. Um, all he needed was a good ass whooping and not a mom's ass whooping, a dad's ass whooping. So there's a total difference. If you guys don't know the difference. Right. Mom threatens kids, pops them and does a lot of aggressive talking. Right. And less whooping. Dads, we do less talking and more ass whoopings. Okay. There's a total different. First of all, no, a real man is no son running that house. Okay. Right. So when I come in that house, you're going to revere me or I'm already whooping your ass. You ain't even had to do nothing. Okay. So you can tell that this was a fatherless house. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, 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 I, and I'm sorry for that because this is what's happening with our young boys that are in the streets now, our adolescents that's acting out. Uh, most of them are single parent homes and we love our strong queens, but strong queens cannot raise our kings on their own. They cannot teach boys how to be men. I agree with that. I, I agree. If a dad was in that house, the fear of God would have been in that house. And I don't care what nobody say. Oh, you shouldn't be mean on your kids. Stop it. Little boys need their ass whooping. They need to be put in line. For this, and 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 my heart goes out to this queen who lost her um her life, life because she got a spoiled ass little kid. He needed to be getting his ass whooped from now until he eighteen. That's what I need. So they need to address me as the national ass whooper. But you know what though, like and uh, yes, you know, uh, don't spare the rod. Uh, for the child or whatever the saying is, but you can't just think you're going to implement a bunch of ass whoopings and not have any structure and any love. So there has to be full circle and there has to be balance. You can't think that you're just going to whoop and discipline your kids. And then there's an absence of love and structure and routine and, and comfort and all of those other things that make a child revere you. Like, 
in order to get that respect, that child has to trust you. They have yeah. to know that you're going to have. Yes, they do. Yeah. You can't think that you're going to just keep because otherwise it's just abuse. You can't just think, do this, so, do this, do this. And then but so then we're not, so we're not talking about we're not talking about abuse. OK, there's a thin line between that and abuse. But, discipline, but with discipline, hold on though, because let me finish my discipline. thought. With discipline, don't get it twisted. With discipline, there has to be balance too. You can't, you can't think that you're because it's the same way. You can't give, 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 give your kids everything that they want, and then think that they're just going to be grateful. It doesn't happen like that. There has to be a balanced household, and in order to have a balanced household, there has to be structure, discipline, routine. All of that kind of stuff, but it just can't. You can't have one without the other. They have to balance. The, they have to balance each other out. I, I agree with that, but I also disagree with that because you're talking about uh, a perfect household, right, or, or close to perfect household, and that's something that I feel that I bring because I have a mixture of love, discipline, and and, and all those different things, right. But what I will say, even without that love. Trust and believe that fear from a man will breed that respect. And, sure. and, and, and that's all you need to get away from instances like this. It but doesn't mean have, that. It, it, let's say you have a mom who brings that comfort, that love, that understanding and all of that. And then your dad, the only thing he ever does is discipline. That dad is never going to get the respect that he deserves out of his child if that's all he brings to the table. But that has been the male's role for a long time. Discipline. But there's balance, right? Like I had a dad who was very balanced. Like <laughs> my mom would always say, "Oh, don't worry, you're we gonna deal. We're gonna deal with it when your dad gets home, right?" Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's what you're talking about. That revere yeah. is like, dang, yeah. oh my god, please don't let my dad come home. Let me hurry up and try to like fix this because you know mom is not gonna do it in the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you have to break them down and build them up. So it's like when when I used to get whoopings. After the whooping, maybe an hour or two later, or maybe even the next day, my dad or my mom will come in and have a conversation with me and say, listen, I whooped you because I love you. But, but that's you not don't get to X, Y, and Z. That's, you not that's, that's not normal in a black household. It should, But we should normalize that conversation then. I, and, and, and I get that because that's, that's the way I parent because I didn't get that. But when mom come in the household and smack the shit out you, you don't get an explanation. She don't come in the house and say she's sorry. The way that black moms say they sorry is coming in the room the next day and say, you want a new toy? But that's toxic. And we can't, we shouldn't do that anymore. There has to be, you can't just think that that, because then there's no explanation. It's like, whoa, what did I, what am I even being disciplined for? You remember getting butt whoopings and getting butt whoopings and they'd be like, I told you not to. Absolutely. And but there, there has to be some balance. Right. And so with discipline, what I'm saying is and, and maybe this is outside of the scope of this child with mm -hmm. discipline, there has to be. There has to be that added structure to say, this is why I beat your ass last night, because mm -hmm. what you're not going to do is think that you're going to go into this school and, and, and terrorize your teachers, the students and this and that, because it's important to do that. Because the I would rather whip my child than the world whip my child because they're going to get out into this world and they're going to have to deal with all different cycles of people and they need to know how to conduct themselves in a particular manner to protect themselves. So if I need to break them down from bad habits, I absolutely am going to do that. But with that has to be a lesson in that. It has to be 
a, a teaching in that because when that is absent, then you're just whooping without cause because then you're just thinking as a kid, like a kid, their mind is still growing. They don't know. They know, but they don't know enough. And that I know in a lot of conversations you and I have had, like you grow up one day and you think like, huh, that's why my mom and dad did this, this and that. You see what I'm saying? And so you don't even respect your parents until you get to a particular age and you're thinking, okay, I see why you were the way you were. So, so this is what I'm going to say is for, so that we can move on to the next subject. I agree with everything you say. And I actually parent the way that you're saying because of how I was raised. But for the instance of what we're talking about specifically, this kid didn't need all of that in order to deter his behavior from um, killing his mom. What I'm saying is he just need his ass whooped. I don't care if it was explanation or not. That would deter and put the fear of God in him not to put his hands on his mom. And what I'm saying is that most of us, a lot of black boys and girls grew up in toxic um, environments and households, especially single parent households in which, and, and that's why I'm comparing it to, because yes, we grew up not having the explanation and, and some of it caused us to have anxiety and, and different mm-hmm. things in our relationships, but we damn sure wasn't thinking about killing our mom. Uh, that wasn't an option. That, and that's why I'm saying this is totally like... an option. Mom... <laughs> Kill your mom? No, no, no. no. Over a video game? No. You didn't even want it. No. These topics too good. I don't want to spend too much. I can I can spend I can spend another hour talking about ass whoopings. I need a job. You need to elect me as the ass whooping for the United States, the ass whooper. Let's let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna do it for the culture. I got a couple things I want to talk about, and of course, we gotta talk about. Blueface and Krishan having their baby and the drama that's been Krishan Junior. Krishan Junior. Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. Clapback. What I would say to that future entrepreneur is self care. I think that the process of building a business and wearing all the hats that come with that can be very challenging and. Sometimes we miss out on um, really cool, important opportunities with people we love and within our community. And although we make an impact as entrepreneurs, you know, to people in our community, especially like with our families, like not only from a financial standpoint, but just from them seeing you live your dreams, it can inspire um, the people in your house and the folks around you. But I also think that entrepreneurship um, can be hard and sometimes you don't think about taking care of yourself and I think that should be something that's planned from the very beginning when you start to think about owning a business Immerse yourself in the healing waters of Het Heru for the Het Heru Healing Conference as renowned Het Heru healing dance creator, queen mother, Maj Tamamin guide you on a transformative journey of peace and joy. So mark your calendars on September 15th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. and September 16th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. Reserve your spot now for only $25. Follow us on Instagram at asarasatwa to secure your tickets. Let the rhythm move you and let the healing begin. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. 
They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula. A calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Clap Back. All right, Rado, we're nearing the end of our show. So we're going to talk about this topic really quick. And then I want to move on to talk about uh, Blueface and Krishan. Okay. Okay. Love and hip hop um, starts, if you will, Spice, or not Ice Spice, excuse me, Spice and Erica Mena. Um, had an argument that stirred up a conversation um, about racism. Mm -hmm. And so uh, fans in the cast are pretty much split on whether or not uh, Love and Hip Hop should have fired Erica Mena for calling Spice a racial slur. Mm -hmm. We have a clip about that kind of explains the conversation, but I want to get your take to see if Love and Hip Hop production team has any responsibility in the matter. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta star Erica Mena is under hot water after comments she made towards Spice. If you missed tonight's episode, Shikana set up a meeting between Spice and Erica so that they could discuss things that Safari told Spice. If you've been living under a rock, Erica Mena and Safari were married for almost two years and they have two children together. Well, Safari had mentioned to Spice that when he was crying over Spice's rumored passing after her surgery in Dominican Republic, Erica asked why did he care so much or something to that effect. Anyway, when the lady sat down to talk, things got extremely heated as they played a ping pong game of nasty insults. But all hell broke loose when Spice spoke about Erica's older son. I feel like you're acting like you're the first woman to be divorced and you're the first woman that's left with two children to fend for. I've been doing it for 14 years. Erica Mena then added that she has been a single parent for 16 years and that's when Spice delivered the low blow. I've been doing it for nowhere. 16. Okay? 16. Okay, with 16. your son that don't like you. And obviously that didn't sit well with Erica. She went bonkers. She got up and flipped the entire table and started screaming and referencing Spice's hospitalization and says that she should have died. All right, so that's a clip that has been circulating social media and it's of Erica um, referring to Spice as a racial slur. As we know, um, historically, Black people have been referred to as monkeys. Mm -hmm. And so here's, here's my quick take on this. And again, I don't want to take too much time on this, but I do want to get your thoughts. I feel like love and hip hop is the pot that they call the kettle black because how is it that all of a sudden there's so many other violent things that have happened on not only this production, but on various other productions with other um, celebrities on the platform, if you will. Eric, when, before they even go into these conversations, the producers are saying they're amping you up. They're loading you up to be angry, to be feisty, to get aggressive, to be violent, 
Um, these are fighting words. So I'm just confused at what the objective was. So the producers wanted her to fight. They wanted her to say these derogatory things. And now all of a sudden she says she calls Spice a monkey. It's a racial slur. So everybody's totally up in arms about this stuff. I don't get it. I think, I just don't, I, I think the outrage that Love and Hip Hop has is just like, they need to be looking at inward at themselves to think that you guys are perpetuating the problem. So yeah, Erica did take it too far by being, by saying something that she probably already felt, right? Um, however, this you guys are feeding them with alcohol, fueling them up and getting them all, you know, riled up and then sending them into the ring. And then you're mad when they start scrapping. I, I don't get it. It blows my mind that she would get fired for something that they set up themselves. Man, love and hip hop is getting they're getting soft. I mean, this is love and hip hop. This is what the show is aired for for mess. Um, it's not really given. Anytime you have to like think about if something is racist, it's not given when it's black on black, period. You know what I'm saying? They don't hit the same. Had it would have been someone, and we can say er Erica Men Mendo or Mendez is, or Mena, yeah. Erica Mena um, is of Spanish descent, but we know the rule. <laughs> you got a little bit of color, you're black. <laughs> you are a person of color, so stop what you're doing. All this is about Safari. And two women who who always get into mess over Safari or over some guys. It was, I don't think, I know it was wrong that they fired her. Nobody, I don't even, can you tell me someone who's got fired from Love & Hip Hop? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't follow the show anymore because it's just so stupid. Remember, and like, remember, like, remember like the, um, it wasn't Bambi. What was the one that used to drink a lot? Tommy. Tommy was like yeah. off of the show a few times, but never fired. And this well, is because mm -hmm. Erin is like she's a big figure. She's somebody who who kind of like helped um love and hip hop be what they are now, right? Because mm -hmm. it's so crazy. But they're totally wrong, you know. Um, to fire her for something as little like this is crazy. Um, yes, you could you could call her a, a dumb, stupid b whore. I mean, we could think about crazy names but the second you say monkey oh my god so yeah and that's what i'm saying the selective outrage is yeah, is, is yeah. ridiculous it's, like, it's the whole scene is out of control but then it's like that one part it's like oh my god we're gonna it's normal. yeah i mean you but we're not talking about your kids should die but it's okay to say monkey that's not what you're doing but this this is normal so let's just get to the next t Please. Well, look, we do. Let, we have to take a quick commercial break. So we're going to take that commercial. But when we come back, Blueface and Krishan and Krishan Jr. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think my pieces of advice would be come in with humility, enjoy your passion um, and be ready to work. Those are my three things. I think if you don't have if you think your product is perfect and you may not need to adjust, you're going to your product's going to die quickly because the world adjusts, people adjust. You need to always be thinking about your customer and what they want. So you may have an idea of what you like, but you got to move that to what the customer likes also. And two, um, just enjoy your job. I love what I do. It is hard. I love what I do. Uh, it's hard and there's you're fighting mother nature and you're fighting inflation and all these other things. Um, but I think it's made me a better human being. And thirdly, like be ready to work. Don't be lazy. Like just do the research, get a mentor. Like, you know, that also goes with being humble, like find somebody who's done it and then 
work with them to help you be the best version of yourself. One in every 500 African Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org/ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. Welcome back to Clapback. So, Blueface and Krishan welcomed their beautiful baby boy um, over the weekend. And Krishan uh, delivered the baby in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, 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 surrounded what did she, by- she was in Baltimore? She was in Baltimore. Um, she gave birth to the baby in Baltimore, where she is from. Uh, Blueface had they're they're basically the two of them are going back and forth on Twitter. Uh, Krishan had the baby on Instagram Live, like the entire thing was on Instagram Live. Uh, Blueface was you know basically posted out a tweet uh, following him being in Miami with his other baby mother, partying it up as she was delivering. That she planned this birth, that she you know forced herself into labor and. How is it that her hair and her nails, her makeup were done the whole time that she was giving birth? Well, today, Krishan took to um, Instagram Live and disputed Blueface's claims and saying that he that she didn't plan to give birth and that she, you know, she showed the screenshots that, you know, she was two centimeters dilated and that if he could just leave Miami where he was partying from, that she was in Baltimore and that she was in Baltimore with her homegirls. Um, doing a show. Blueface alleged that she was in Baltimore for little baby. Uh, so it's not true. Obviously, we know Krishan's number one guy is still Blueface. She has Blueface tatted 12 different times on here. This, this is such an interesting. Oops, this this is, what's this little baby thing? Why is he so obsessed with little baby? And if little baby like her or don't like her, like, well, that's control. He, you know, that's the whole pimp, pimp mentality. Like, he, Blueface is, sorry, you guys, I'm trying to get my earring, but I guess for the- Let, let me take over while you're looking for that. Okay, I'll I'll be taking over clap back for the moment while she looks for her earring. But let's just let's just start off with this, right? So Blueface, one, um, definitely is a clown. This is the most toxic relationship ever, right? I think it's a, the most toxic relationship that's ever been shown on national TV, on any media stream, just to the world period, right? They're both out of control. Can we just first off start off, um, this woman empowerment thing is getting too crazy. Women, this whole independent movement, I'm sick of it, I'm tired. Y'all better stop thinking that y'all don't need us before we really turn around us men, right? How do you name a child, how do you name a junior after the mom? That's crazy. You know what makes that so funny to me is that he is going to have, as much as he hates Krishan, yes. he's going to have to look at his baby and Let's call him. Yeah. Can you imagine when his baby mother is like holding the baby like, oh, hi, Krishan. Oh, I mean, my goodness. It's like, it, I mean, toxic meets toxic. Well, time out, time out. Now that you're putting it like that, I would not. It, it, it doesn't dawn on me that Krishan did that on purpose. 
Like, like the, the ultimate pettiness. Like, okay, my son has to come over to your house with your with your baby mom, who I can't stand. The baby's going to be, be going to be named Krishan's name is going to be in that house. Krishan Malone. So, I mean, you could call the baby CJ if you want to, but you know yeah. his name is Krishan. That it's the mess. Crazy. It's that the ultimate petty card. Naming your child a junior and you're a mom is insane. It's like, it's a total it's a it's a petty move, yeah. Um, for to, for Blueface, I mean, listen, this whole thing is a hot mess. And to your point, we have to stop investing in this yeah. couple because they're going. I mean, when I say they're going back and forth, they're going back and forth. But we can't stop watching it. It's like as soon as they come on, it's like let's go get the popcorn. You want to tell them to stop, but it's like mm, what's about to happen now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's more and more. Yeah. Krishan, yeah. Another thing, too, is Krishan is 22. For real? She's young. It's, I don't know what. She's that 22. Face old. That face old, though. She's been through a lot. She's been that through hell and back. She's a 22-year-old girl. That face giving 38. And I love women that's 38, by the way, but not when you're 22. So let's not do that because it's beautiful women that's 50. But that face giving 40. And why she keep playing with that tooth? No man like women without teeth. She need to put that tooth in there and keep it. Like, stop playing with that tooth. I agree. <laughs> Every time she takes it out, a piece of her goes away. Like, her points. Like, if people feel she's an eight, every time she take it out, she goes to a 7.5. Take it out. 7. Take it out. She never puts it in. Yeah, that is out of control. But you know, it's almost like her branding now, like Krishan without the tooth. You know, this is, um, I hope they're getting paid to demonstrate all of this stuff because the, and I wish somebody strong around her would take her phone and say, listen, go bond with your child oh, right she, now. She don't, have nobody, she don't have nobody that's doing that. She don't. Uh, she yeah. doesn't. She must not be or are they not somebody strong enough to have an influence on her to say, put your phone down and go focus on this little boy that you just had. Because outside of the 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 circus, if you will, yeah. is a, a small baby that was just brought into this world under kind of the worst circumstances. Can I, can I give you a little backstory, though? To, 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 so Krishan is operating in this in this chaos, right? But you know, blue faces is a normalcy to her. Mm -hmm. Now you about to sit there and say, well, Ryan, well, how in the hell can blue face be normal? He exhibits physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, social abuse, or so all different levels, right? But if you know anything about Krishan, her father was raping some of the sisters. Her mom's was was very abusive. The father was very abusive. Yeah, yeah. They were abandoned. They was in um um foster care. Yeah, foster care. She was molested. I mean, she her whole her whole life has been so chaotic that the chaotic behavior in which Blueface exhibits is her normalcy. Absolutely. Right? So while we're all looking at this thing like, oh my, how can you do that? How can you go through this? Y'all don't know her story. This is a young, young, young black woman, young black child um, who's 22 going on 40, who exhibits this kind of behavior, like um, being aggressive is what she loves. And, you know, she's so beautiful inside out. I, you know, um, social media has this thing, right? 
where they show you all the good times of a person's life before they bash you. And they show Krishan, and she's this small little thing, perfect body. Her face was great, glowing, everything. She was so just, 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 she was just so happy, right? Mm-hmm. She was an athlete, she was running track, and she just looked phenomenal. And I'm looking at her from then and now, and I'm like, baby, yeah. where did the smoking happen? The drinking happened, yeah. the drinking happened. It's like this man came in. And and basically is is a split image of who her dad was. Sorry to say. And and you know what? Blueface is young too. Blueface is only 26. Um, he has two kids before this baby he had with Krishan. And, and, with, and not to not to cut you off, what did Blueface mom teach him and his and his brother? And that's the point that I was bringing up is okay. that blue well i don't i don't know if it, this is specific it was both of them it's confirmed well go ahead say say what she taught him blue face mom taught blue face and the brother how to eat pussy that oh, is okay. out of control that's disgusting that's and, 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 that's what, and this is what i'm saying the lines the way the the, the both of them grew up they didn't have they don't have normal solid foundations in terms of how they grew up. So they're operating in a space of trauma and toxicity because that's where they both come from. Blueface's mother has inserted herself so many times that she even went as far as saying that she is related to Krishan's mother and that they're, that they're said, distant cousins. Then she said Blueface dick ain't bigger than her boyfriend's. I'm like, I'm like, what? What are we talking It gives like, like it, it's very, I mean, listen, it's super like, you yeah. can't make it up. Yeah. She wants to, it, it's almost like she wants to date her own son. Absolutely. The way that she inserts herself into his life and his relationships and, and so uh-huh. on and so forth. And what I'm saying is, is that is a level of trauma that Blueface has to overcome. Another thing too is on the West Coast, a lot of young men are taught about pimping and the way that I watch Blueface um, operate in the relationship with Krishan is very much like a pimp and very much like that whole mind control and being able to control their yep. their financials, the way that they dress, the 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 answer the the way that they communicate who they decide to communicate with all of i mean his ego is so fragile that he was mad that she took a selfie with um rick ross mm-hmm. you know he wants so badly to be able to control every single one of her movements to kind of keep her under the pocket um and you know listen krishana is still an east coast girl so that that cycle is not really the same thing, but that pimping, uh, I see you, Tori, pimping is so serious on the West Coast. That pimping mentality is real, you guys. And I've seen a lot of females growing up fall victims to that game. And there's, but here's here's the caveat to that. She probably enjoyed it in the beginning because when you're somebody's bottom bitch, you are, revered in a different way so when he was cuffing her in the beginning you get the top of everything like he's investing into you he's loving on you you guys are probably having incredible sex he's he's uplifting you in different ways he's presenting you to the world this is mine this is mine this is mine 
But the moment that that fame and stuff became too much, he said, oh, no, 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 no. I still control you and I still own you because other people then started saying, oh, Krishan, we like your personality. We like this. We like this. Can you come here? Can you come do that? Can you do this? And then he he knows that that then strips away his ability to control. I, I, it's so much I have to say, y'all, but we two minutes over time. Jews kind of took this thing and I got so much to say. I promise you guys, I'm going to give you guys that tea on the next show, man. But until then, Jews, let them know where they can find you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. You know what it is. Pull up, follow me. Let me know what you want to talk about next week. And you guys can catch me on all platforms at Rado007, including Gmail. <laughs> all right y'all thank you for tuning in to another thursday episode of clapback until then stay peaceful this is for cleveland, <laughs> cleveland. clap back clap back peace peace Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.